What up, everybody? Welcome to the Dennis and Friends podcast, a place where my friends and I talk about whatever we want to talk about, whatever interests us, or what's going on in our life and around the world. I'm Dennis, the host of this show. Welcome to episode 45. I think that's the right number. This is another World Cup episode. As we know, it is the end of the day on Monday, November 21st. The first full day has just passed by of the World Cup. And so we're going to talk about it a little bit. And to talk about it with me is a new guest of the show, first time guest. This is a guy who I've known for, what is it, six years now? Something like that. Man, um, you know, I wasn't I wasn't sure the number, but you said six. I'm like, man, that's a long that time. That sounds right. Yeah, because we got to yeah. ACU in 17. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. sounds right. So this is Dawson Maxwell, my great friend from ACU here with me. Dawson, say hello to everybody. What's up, everybody? What's up? I can't remember the first time we met, honestly, Dawson, but I, I do remember we just like ended up just hanging around each other from various different things. And then I remember you wearing, uh, is it a Marco Royce jersey, your Dortmund jersey? Dude, yeah, I had a couple. I had that one, and then I had the Yedlin 2014 yes. jersey. Yes, that's what it was, yeah. Right. So I remember yeah. wearing you wearing those. So I was like, okay, this guy knows soccer. So like we got along <laughs> because of that. Uh, Dawson and I have a lot of common interests with like music and, and ministry and things of that nature. Um, and so he him and I have been talking about the world cup for a while. And this week we've been talking about it and mentioned, Oh, we should record. And after the games today, I was like, actually let's record tonight because we're right going to do now. it later this week. And we probably will. So you'll probably hear this man again sooner than later. Um, Dawson is here with me to discuss the U S versus Wales game today. That just happened live from Austin, by the way, Dawson is coming to us live from Austin. Um, and we're going to talk about that. We we'll, may touch on the other three games that have happened, the two today and the one yesterday. But figured we'd just talk about uh, the USMNT and how they did today versus Wales. Um, so let's let's get it. You ready, Dawson? Yeah, man, I'm ready. Okay, so 1-1 draw. I think that's a fair result based on how the game turned out. Um, I've been talking for... Basically the whole time. So Dawson, why don't you give me your first like initial thoughts on how the game went? Anything that stood out to you? Anything that needs to be carried over into the England game? Anything that needs to be fixed before the England game on Friday? Let's start off with that. Yeah, man. Well, I mean, initial thoughts is there's a lot that needs to be fixed before the England game on Friday, um, but there's also a lot that needs to be carried over that was that went really well for us today. Um, I think. Initially, if I could have one thing carry over to the England game, it would be us scoring first, um, preferably earlier than the 36th or 38th or whenever it was today. Um, I think Wea grabbing that early goal today was huge. Um, And I think we saw that like throughout the rest of the first half. Um, I mean, it was just complete domination from us in the first half, really. I think like at one point I I was at work, so I wasn't able to like, watch every single every single you know sequence but I did my best to find all the highlights today um and I think at one point when I checked the stats at work it was like 68 percent possession to the U.S. and and I was just like blown away because I wasn't expecting that at all um but I mean it was 
really a welcome sight. And I think that that's something that's going to be difficult to do against England, uh, maintaining that sort of possession. Uh, like yeah. I don't expect that at all. It's going to be probably the complete opposite. But I think we need to get as close to that as we can in order to come away with a pleasurable result against England. Um, and in terms of just the result in general today, I I have to say that I feel like I'm a little bit more disappointed than I should be. I don't know. I feel like like a draw is obviously a good result, and it, it was great that we didn't, you know, drop points to to Wales and have them go up three. But I mean, I say that, but I feel like it was a draw in which we did really drop the two points. You know, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. We had that in. It just felt like we had that in the bag, and then you know the Zimmerman challenge. It kind of just, you know, the, the minutes pre- leading up to that just kind of Wales was pushing and they're pushing. So, but but I mean, you say that, and it's like, even though we had sort of a breakdown in the second half, like we still had the game under control. You know, like we were still taking advantage of when we had the ball in the second half, um, and we were holding them off pretty well. It just. It's just a kind of a heartbreaking tie, you know, but I'm glad that we got the point. Yeah. Most of y'all know, listeners, that when it comes to the international football scene, it is always for me, Mexico before the U.S. But today I was very much a U.S. fan. Um, I pretty much am all the time, unless, you know, Mexico and the U.S. are playing. Then it's always like, forget y'all. But I also really like this U.S. team. This is the most likable U.S. team, I think, in a while. Um, just based yeah. off the the guys that are on, and it's a young team and stuff like that. Um, I I agree with so much of what you said. Um, it definitely feels like a disappointment um, and dropping points, especially with how well things went in the first half. I want to talk about like specific players in a little bit, like who had a good day, who didn't have sure. a good day. I want to wait to talk about that for a sec. Um, but fifty nine percent possession against a, a European team. Albeit Wales hasn't been to the World Cup in like 60 years, but a team that, you know, is playing against like really, really solid nations with like really, really yeah. like skilled and experienced guys. That's a that's a good, good, uh, good trend that hopefully that continues throughout these other two games and maybe more beyond that. Um, good passing accuracy, 87 percent pass accuracy. uh 567 passes that which is about 150 something more than Wales. Um only one shot on target which was the goal by Wea. Um so that's something that obviously needs to be improved on but I want to talk about that more on the player side of things. Um the corners, we won the corner battle but also didn't feel like we did much with them. Um, set pieces I thought were really off today for whatever reason. Yeah. Um and that was not, you know, amazing. I will say this now. I thought it was interesting because our system, the U.S. system, is so predicated on the wingbacks, on Robinson and Dest, like, going up. And, you know, when you think about it, our best play was in the moments where they gave us the middle. Like, mm-hmm. the way a goal. Like, pulley went up in the middle, yeah. passed it off. And I thought that they should have done more of that in the second half. Like, especially Pulisic. I know I just said we're going to talk about players later, but I want to specifically talk about Pulisic. Like, I thought he should have pushed the ball up more, like, up the field in the second half, like, try to, like, make chaos happen, like, in the final third. And I don't know if that was just him getting tired and trying to conserve himself, or was that, like, a tactic from Greg? If that's a tactic from Greg, that's not good. 
Um, yeah. But also, if if Christian's trying to conserve himself, then I get it. He was also getting pretty beat up um, yeah. a lot during the game. He got fouled a ton. Um, yes. They should have called that was, more cards on, uh, yeah. on them. But one one stat that I saw, um, I can't remember. I think I closed out of the the website, but it was like Wales was given like you know like fourteen or fifteen fouls like gone their way, and the U.S. only had like eight or seven or something yeah. like that. And it's just like the ref was not good today. You know, like, like that, that sort of disparity is ridiculous. You know, like yeah, yeah. Not trying to be biased, but legitimately, I thought the ref was did not have a good performance today. Yeah, um, a for tough. a lot of different reasons. Yeah, um, you know, I thought Wales the way that they came out in the second half. You know, I thought it was interesting. Like, where was that in the first half? I thought they were just trying to like feel stuff out, which I get it. For both teams, it's their first World Cup game in a while. Um, trying to figure stuff out, trying to basically like play chess in the first half. Yeah. So I understood that aspect of it, but also like you again, you're a European team. You have really like experienced guys. Like half of the guys on their team are in Premier League, and then you have Gareth Bale, who's like obviously really really good, as yeah. we know. So I don't know. I just thought that the coaching for them was really interesting, and just the way that they flipped the switch immediately in the second half. And albeit because they had to come back and from a goal down, Definitely. but also like, what if they were on the front foot from the beginning? You know what yeah. I mean? Um, maybe they would have. Maybe they would have came away with the win. But um, I th- I thought based on how things turned out with the tail of two halves, it everything was deserved. I, th- I thought the build up to the goal for Wea was fantastic. Everything oh. about it was great. I also thought that Zimmerman. I mean, we know he clearly fouled the crab out of bail leading to the penalty. That's 100% the correct call. Yeah. And, um, and I have a lot to say about the Zimmerman situation, but we can get to that more when we dive into players. But um, yeah. yeah, yeah, I completely agree. Like that five, five, ten minutes, even before he made that challenge, was you could just feel it in the air. It's just, of just like Wales is pressing and they're pressing. Yeah. And I think Rob Page deserves a lot of credit for the changes that he did. Yes. Um, Bringing on, <clears throat> bringing on Kiefer really sort of game changer, him, game you know, changing sub of the day for sure. One hundred percent. That was one thing I was doing as I was like trying to find the the lineups pregame. Um, I found the Twitter post where Wales announced their lineup, and I was looking in the the reply thread of it of like all the Welsh people, you know, reacting yeah. to it. Uh-huh. And they're all just like, why is Kiefer not in the starting line? Like, what are you doing, Rob Page? And yeah. all this stuff. And people were like, no, we need, we need more people in the middle of the field. Otherwise the U S is going to rip us up, which like, you know, we, we weren't really able to really yeah. utilize the middle other than the transitions. But yeah, I mean, Kiefer yeah. was a huge sub for them. It was great coaching. Yeah. I, I thought, I mean, Ampadu is one of those guys where he does, like, a lot of BS, but I thought he played a, a, a nice role today. Um, I thought uh, their center backs really stepped it up second half and kind of shut things down. Um, mm-hmm. And obviously, Bale, Bale did Bale things, even though he didn't yeah. have as much of the ball as, as I think he wanted to. I mean, he was yeah. effective in the moments that he did. I thought Nico Williams was kind of a dud today, and Harry Wilson and Dan James, I thought those guys were not – you know, they didn't play super well. Um, and they all were subbed off, so there's a reason for that. Yeah. Um, did the Ramsey one thing, the whole game? I think so, yeah. Yeah, yeah, he did. He was sort um, of a dud in my opinion, too. Yeah. The one other thing that I want to mention about, like, pushing stuff in the middle, 
I thought that that was going to happen more when Aronson came on, Me too. and that did not happen, no, which is super no. odd. So I was a little underwhelmed the- by Aronson, and I'm not sure if that's on Greg, because if if, if I'm correct, who who did he get subbed on for again? I believed it was for uh, McKinney. Yes, that's right. It was for McKinney. Yeah, yeah. Because he's on a yellow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. That's not where Aronson normally is, right? Is no, he he usually plays his best position is at Cam, no, like okay, in a four-two-three-one. Yeah. Yes. And that he was kind of playing more on the on the right side or whether yeah. the opposite side of Pulisic. Yeah, that's in my head. In my head, I was thinking we would for sure be in a four-two-three-one, um, and to be honest, I'm not sure if I like the four-three-three at all. Um, I think I think we need someone in that kit. Like we have too much cha- talent on the bench when we're doing a four-three-three. I think I like agree. we had, like who do we have? We had Reyna, Jesus, uh, Aronson on the bench, um, a couple other guys I can't think of off the top of my head, but like when you're not utilizing these guys, it's, that was the most frustrating thing. I think Greg wise for me was the formation and who got subbed on and when and how and all that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That let's lead into lead from that into uh players then. Cause I, sure. I think that all kind of blends into that conversation. I want to just t- briefly talk about every player, if that's okay with you. Yeah, dude. On the I've, US got side. A, I've, got, I've got that. Pull that. Uh, cool. Yeah. Cool. Uh Matt Turner, fantastic. And yes. he did not have to do much, but that save was fantastic. Absolutely fantastic. He couldn't do much on the penalty. He guessed right. And just Gareth just like boomed he it. Into right. that not only did spot. he guess yeah. right, but he made contact with it. And yeah. as a as a former high school keeper, uh JV, thank you. <laughs> Um, oh, I mean, man. that's the, the, that, that honestly is the thing that I love the most about watching, watching soccer yeah. games is watching the keeper, uh, positioning on set pieces, all that stuff. I, I thought he did fantastic. Um, I, I could, I could have used to see a little bit more aggression from him, you know, on some, yeah. on some of the crosses that came in, but it didn't, it didn't hurt us in the end. So it's whatever. Um, but I think that is something that England can punish us on if he is not. Um, you know, running out there and jumping up and and competing, especially with you know Kane's huge. Um, so that's going to be something well. Like- and and I'm thinking about even the England game this morning. Like, I don't know if he'll be back. I have no idea the state of his injury of his concussion. But Maguire mm-hmm. was wrecking havoc, havoc oh, on Iran. Yeah, I'm pretty oh, sure. Man. Yeah, man. But he was. Yeah, he dude, was, him and Stones were wrecking havoc like offset pieces. Yeah, so. Dude. And let and me th- they just that. have big guys, you know what I mean? Yeah, so. they're all massive. Let me pull up that thing I sent you to real quick while we're on England. We don't have to stay there yeah, too yeah. long. Shout out to John Stones and Jude Bellingham in the first half. Complete John Stones completed 70 out of 70 of his passes, and Jude Bellingham completed 40 out of 40 of his passes in the first half. Dude. I like, love Jude so much. Jude like, is, you have no idea. Jude is nuts. And he's a big dude too. He's not super stocky but he's tall and he's 19 yeah dude that's or 20 I, however old he is yeah he's 19 bro i hate watching all these young kids as i'm aging and <laughs> i'm just like if i just hadn't quit soccer for band you know maybe 
<laughs> hey, you got but, to relive your glory days on the on the intramural fields at ACU. Come on. Oh man. yeah, Come for on, sure. Man. That was the best time of my life. Did you play champ when you were in yeah. Okay. I got I we got two did. seasons robbed though because of COVID. Because of COVID, yeah, 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 I know. I miss it. I miss intramural soccer so much. Oh, anyway, so quick it. aside. Um, <laughs> I thought there was a couple moments where Turner was a little bit shaky with his feet. He's not the best. Um, you know, he's not like Ederson. You know, for example, mm-hmm. like playing the ball at his feet, but he yeah. was fine. I definitely agree. Like he needs to be more aggressive off set pieces and come out more and try to punch the ball out and stuff like yes. that. I think that's going to yep. be huge for the next game for sure. Yeah. But, but definitely that penalty, I, I all credit to him for getting a yeah. hand on, like, especially with the power that Bale hit that at, like the fact that yeah. he, the fact that he whiffed it even is like, he's, his reflexes are going to be there, you know, next, next cycle world cup and all that stuff. He's, yeah. he's going to be great. Absolutely. Uh, I thought Des was fine. It yeah. wasn't his best game. I know he's been kind of struggling with fitness ever since he got to Italy. But mm-hmm. I thought he was just okay. Like, not super great, like, offensively, but also was not terrible defensively either. I know he picked up a yellow card, so that's part of the reason why he got subbed off. But I, I thought it was just an okay game for him. Yeah. Um, you know, yeah, I, I liked what he did to get to get the – counterattacks moving and transitions moving. Um, I wasn't particularly impressed with some of the things I saw from him, like ball control wise and, yeah, yes. you know, containing wise. And it's like, he had a couple moments that scared me a little bit. So yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, Zimmerman, besides the penalty, giving up the penalty, I thought was really solid, not yeah. like amazing, but really, really solid. Obviously like, there's the stain of, well, he he gives up the penalty. He should not have come up that aggressively in the box. Mm-hmm. He should have backed off kind of a little bit, you know. And yeah. you know Garrett's going to be there. Like, they definitely played once or twice this season when Gareth came over um, mm-hmm. to the U.S. to play for L.A. So it's not like Zimmerman hasn't played against him before, you know. Yeah. So yeah. I, I thought yeah, he, he was he was fine. Yeah, he, he, did, he did really well for 80 minutes, I'd say. And then... You know, you, you just can't make a challenge like that. I, I will defend him slightly because I, I watched that the video of the challenge like several times just to like see what was going on there. And it to me, I think there's an argument to be made. Obviously, you're right. He should know that Gareth or somebody is going to be there for that cross. But like right. if you watch that video, there's an argument to be made that he he's not challenging Gareth. He's lunging towards the ball. And yeah. they just happen to collide because he, because you know he he collides with him and then he comes up. He's shaking his finger at the ref. Yeah, yeah. And you you know you watch that in the moment. You're like, no, idiot. That's a that's a pen. You know, like what are you doing? But no, if you rewatch that, I think he genuinely was surprised that Bale was there, or at least as close as he was. Yeah, and maybe he thought he was going to win it. So yeah, I think he I think he thought he was just going to get there before, but. Yeah, you can't take that kind of chance, especially when they've been pressuring you for yeah, the past absolutely. 30 minutes. Yeah, absolutely. Tim Ream was amazing. Absolutely I think, amazing today. I, yeah, I, I mean, I'm so glad they, he started, you know, because, oh, yeah. you know, that's been a hot topic for a while. Like, does Greg even trust this guy? I yeah. thought he was fantastic. Best defender for sure. Yeah, I think, you know, if, if it was a 0-0 draw, there's a case for him to be man of the match. Yeah. Um obviously that was not the case. 
But yeah, I mean, he did fantastic. And it's crazy too that there was a chance that he wasn't even going to be in the squad, you know? Yeah, I know. That was contended. And now he's like, yeah, I think he's invaluable to them right now. Um, And he showed it. Yeah. And like, there's like part of me today that was like, okay, well, he's in the squad, but Greg clearly likes Aaron Long like a lot. So is he, is this dude even going to touch the field? I thought he was fantastic. And his experience of like kind of playing against some of those guys on Wales in mm-hmm. the Prem, I think definitely yeah. helped. That was um, huge today. And I hope that that's not the sole reason that he, that Greg decided to go with him right. today. Because right, objectively, he is a better center back than Aaron Long. Like, let's be real. 100%. He's in the form of his life right now. I 100%. felt, yeah, I felt like anytime he was on the ball, anytime he was defending, I did not feel like because you, when you like, there are certain guys, certain moments with certain guys. Well, that's where like, Uh-oh. Anytime Dest yeah. had the ball, it's like, where is he going to keep it? He's yeah. just going to keep the mess out of it. Yeah, yeah. With Reem, it's like, okay, you're fine. Like, you felt like yeah. really safe when he like had the ball. Him. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, fantastic. I hope he keeps it up on on Friday. He ha- I mean, he has to start. Like all the guys on England, minus Jude, are prem players. So like, Reem has played them before and knows yeah. what's going on. Like he has to help Walker in that regard. You know what I mean? Yes. So, yes. Anthony was fine too, a little bit better than Reem as far as like you know on the wing. I thought he was causing a little bit more havoc, mm-hmm. um, and like was challenging a lot more, pressing a little bit more. I mean, he's a press machine in some ways. So um, mm-hmm. I thought he was fine. And again, not amazing, but I thought he he did the best that he could. There's nothing that you could really fault him for. Yeah, I, I thought he did slightly better than Dest on the other side. Um, he just looked a little bit more confident in, you know, setting up those counterattacks. And I, I like what he was looking for, at least with Pulisic sometimes. Um, that connection wasn't always there. And there was a couple of key moments, I think maybe just one or two really that like, I think if he placed a better cross or, you know, let go of the ball a little earlier, there could have been a real chance there. Um, but I really like what I saw from those two guys. I think that that's going to be something special. Mm -hmm. I agree. Moving to the midfield, uh, the starters today were Adams, Musa, and Weston McKinney. Let's start. Let's start with Musa. There were some people on Twitter, and some. I know there was some commentary um, during the game about how Musa was pretty solid. Honestly, I thought Musa was pretty bad. <laughs> like, not gonna lie. Uh, there was a couple, uh, not just a couple. There was a lot of moments where he was just like overwhelmed and he gave up the ball a couple times. They were really, really, really bad. And luckily because Wales weren't pressing, he got away with it. He cannot get away with that against England because we will get punished or the U S will get punished. Um, I, I, I thought of the three midfielders. He was by far the worst. Um, yeah, I I, I don't know what else to say. Like I, I genuinely thought he was bad and I know that may be a hot take, but I, I, I did not, feel impressed by the way that he played yeah um I mean in all honesty like when I'm watching these clips and these highlights obviously I don't have the full context um but it just felt like our overall positioning with like you know even Adams and McKinney this might be 
you might you might have a different opinion than this, but it just felt like the overall form in the midfield was not like really perceivable. And so I think that that's I agree. Sort of, no, I agree with that 100%. Yeah, and I feel like that's what sort of led to like all these little loss of possessions and, you know, bad passes and things like that. It's just, like I just don't like the 4-3-3 and I don't think that these guys thrive with that sort of system. I think that they need, you know, a definite guy in the middle. And I think they need a definite guy in the middle who is designated attacking. Obviously Tyler Adams was in the middle, but he's more so of a defensive mid when you're in that four, three, three, the Greg right. Hattison. And I think if it's Aronson, I think, you know, there's plenty of guys that could fill that cam role for us. And I just think that that's what we need to have that, like, at least like a frame of like where we need to start our attacks from if we have the ball in the middle of the field. Cause it just looked like, you know, Musa or even McKinney and Adams, like anytime they'd get the ball, just like, where do we go from here? It, it yeah. was always any of our momentum was always forming from in the back or in, you know, in the Welsh box. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's a great way to put it. I don't disagree with any of that at all. Weston was fine. I thought he had some some nice moments here and there, but I mean the yellow card for him I thought it was a little harsh. Um, mm-hmm. I thought it was given a little too early, um, and it obviously affected the way that he played. Um, but I thought he was fine. Um, do you have any yeah. other thoughts on Weston? I, I, I yeah. thought it was just an okay game for him. Yeah, I mean, really, it just was kind of an okay game for this for this midfield. I was, yeah, I mean, same goes for Tyler Adams. I was a little underwhelmed. Um, just from the the lack of like facilitation that I saw from them, um, like I don't know, I just figured that there would be more. And again, I'm going to keep saying it. I think it goes back to the four three three. I think there's going to be more facilitation if you're in a four two three one um, coming from those because those are the guys that I want facilitating for us. You know, like obviously I like Anthony and Dest doing what they did to a degree, but I don't think that that's like like you need an occasional counterattack coming from Robinson or you need an occasional attack coming from Dest. You don't need guys sprinting up and down the field constantly. Um, And you need, you need Weston and all these guys to be central in the middle and you need them to be putting the ball out to the wings. And then that way, like you were saying earlier, it's easier to go from Weston up to whoever's playing striker at that moment, like through the middle um, and utilizing the field that way more. Um, And I think that also will, will sort of, ease a burden on on the midfielders as well like I think something to talk about with Weston was um Greg should have taken him off way earlier um yeah I I completely forgot about this and and shout out Spencer Castleman he texted me our boy yeah our boy um he texted me about the lineup and he was like I'm kind of nervous about McKinney starting and I was like I was like why is that and he was like he reminded me about his injury and I was just like, Oh my gosh, I completely forgot about that. Yeah. Um, and I was watching a video, like of a, an analysis of the game and whatnot. And apparently you can speak to this, but when Weston came off, he was grabbing at his leg. Yes, he was. Okay. That's horrible news. <laughs> Cause also what this person said in the video I was watching is like, if he's grabbing at his leg when he comes off, that means it's too late. You know, he shouldn't have yeah. been on there. And also, who's to say that Weston wasn't the one that initiated that sub? You know, right. like 
what if Greg is just like leaving him out there? Like you can't do that when you know that you have a player. Like I, I think Greg, like obviously you're taking Weston McKinney to the World Cup, but like we just have too many players that are hurt. Obviously Gio is injury prone. De La Torre is hurt. Weston's hurt. Like this is one of the healthier rosters we've had, but it's still, we're just banged up, which sucks. Yeah. I honestly thought maybe Greg was going to sub off Weston at halftime, especially considering his yellow card. So, yeah, I agree. I I, I forgot that he wasn't in, like, 100% coming into the game. But yes. then, yeah, like, when he got off, I was like, oh, yeah, he, like, definitely got a knock, like, in Italy or in Champions League or something like that before. Yeah. And has been kind of in and out of the lineup at uh, at Juventus because of that this year. Um, I yeah. thought Adams was actually pretty solid. He was everywhere. Like, I, anytime uh, stuff was happening, he was burning fires, you know, nice. covering for people and stuff. Um, he was definitely by far the best of the midfield. Like, not a question. And interesting, we've talked about this a little bit over text the last couple of days. Interesting that he's the captain. Yeah. Um, even Shall though I, I, I kind of, I know, I kind of called it, like, I didn't think it was going to get to that point but i definitely yeah. understand because like he's definitely the type of guy that like doesn't give a hey and it's gonna like all right like if i need to set the tone by putting in like a like a really hard tackle at, like the first five minutes of the game like i'm gonna do that because mm-hmm. he's kind of doing that to some degree right now it leads um yeah so i thought it was a solid game from him yeah okay the forwards are interesting man um mm-hmm. I, I mean i thought way was was really really good um, not even just the goal, his, his touch that he had in the first half on a chance. I think it was the chance that, that Sargent had or right before the, the only, chance uh, Sergeant had. Almost on goal. Yes. That, oh my goodness gracious. What a touch. What a dribble. Yes. Um, he, I know there were some moments in the game where he wasn't like really present, but I, I think of the three frontline guys, I think he was the best one to be honest with you. I would have to agree with that. I'd have to agree with that. Um, I think I kind of wanted, you know, this goes back to what you were saying about that attack through the middle. Like, that's where that came from as well, if I'm not mistaken. Like, yeah, yeah. Just, yeah, like, I don't know. It was beautiful. It was beautiful. And also, like, in watching that video, it's brilliant of Wea because he crosses that in earlier than the defender's expecting. And that's why he, that's why that was a reaction header. Yeah. So like, that's all on what, like way made that happen. And if that defender had nicked it either left or right, the keeper's not stopping that because the keeper's not expecting his defender to head it straight at him. Yeah. And I don't think the defender even thought that he was going to do that, but it's all due to that early cross. And that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Great game from him. Yeah. Great game from way. He's well on his way to looking like his papa. Yeah. Awesome. Maybe he'll be the president of a country too. Uh, Maybe so. his, like his I, heard, I heard some announcer say we're now referring to is his name George. Yeah, George Weah. Yeah, he's like we're now referring to George Weah as Timothy Weah's dad. <laughs> what he's literally Hold on. I got to look this up. I want to make sure I got the country right. Like <laughs> like that's so funny but also like guys. Like, <laughs> do y'all not understand that George Weah is literally the president of Liberia. 
of a whole country. Like nah, yeah, he's not just anybody's bad. dad. <laughs> Gosh, that's so oh. funny. That is so funny. He's been there for a while too. He's like I think he's been in office for like four or five years at this really? point. Really? Yeah, pretty sure. Oh, yeah. I think twenty eighteen is when he got elected. Something like that. Man. Um, anyway. Um, Sergeant was besides his chance non existent to me. Yeah. And part I, of this because he wasn't getting service, but yes. also didn't yeah. do much. I really liked him when he you know, when he was there. Um and again, I mean, I'm going to keep saying it. I think Sergeant, in a, well, I don't, I don't think Sergeant should start in a four, four, two, three, one. Um, I was honestly surprised that he was starting today, but I mean, I like it because I think that he's one of those players who we need to get experience and we need to do it fast because yeah. he, man, that dude is good. And there's, yeah, there's a case to be made that he's going to be one of the one of the best that we have in this team right now, eventually. I just think that we need to get him time and we need to serve him and, you know, all this stuff. Um, yeah. yeah, I really loved his shots. His header that almost went in was beautiful. Oh, great. great. I just really wish he really wish he made that one. That would have changed the game. Because mm-hmm. I think that's what I was, like. you know, like we need to get that early goal, like first 10 minutes. We need to get a goal. Yeah. We need to go. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, th- I thought he did great with his chances. Just could be utilized a little bit more. Yeah. Okay, let's talk about Christian. Christian was weird today, man. Weird. Yeah, I thought... I was wondering, why is he taking all the set pieces? I thought some of his, like, crosses from corners were terrible. Like, the first couple were, like, really, really bad. Yeah. And then he finally got some air on a couple of them later. There was a free kick that he had that, like, literally went, like, four or five yards and, and like, got in front of a Welsh defender. He's like, what is that, dude? Like, you are a best player. Jeez. Like, what is happening? Yeah. Uh, I mean, obviously, like, the assist to Wea was fantastic. And yeah. he got fouled a lot, like we talked about. But there were some moments where, like we talked about earlier, like, push the ball out the middle, dude. Like, mm-hmm. make stuff happen. That's when you're so good. You know? That's where he, he looked the worst on the wings, man. Yes. Like, yes. That one, the one foul that he tried to sell where like, I don't know if it was a foul or not. I really couldn't tell in the replay, but I mean, he's coming up from the wing and he just, he's just kicking the ball too far out in front of him. Cause he's trying to get around the guy and like, he needs to be in the middle and not be having to come back central. Yeah. Which yeah. I, I don't know. Again, that could be a Greg thing. Yeah, Who knows? and that's just yeah. what I hate about Greg is like, I don't know. I just it just all feels so amb- ambiguous. Of like, do they just like do our best players who play abroad like just forget how to play? Like, or is it Greg telling them to do weird stuff? I, I, I think it's the latter. Yeah, I definitely think it's the latter because I mean we've seen it this year specifically with Leeds with Aronson and and Adams. Like they've been amazing at Leeds, yeah. Like really flowing in the system well. Like they they look like really competent like Premier League players. Yeah. And then today, like Aronson was like kind of a dud, you know. Like Adams yeah. was fine, but Aronson was, you know, not at his best comparatively. And I think that's part of the that's a tactic thing. I feel yeah. like. So it, is it a hot take? For, I think Aronson should be starting. Is that? crazy no no that's not crazy i 100 percent agree with you i was like literally 
and I'm going to say it for the 87th time, it's the four two three one. I think I, you I agree. I talked about it on the preview episode I did yeah, with Ryan. No. Like, I definitely th- think that's the formation, and yes. that has to be the formation on Friday. I want to get yeah. that out of the way now. They yeah. cannot run a four two three one because Aronson's pressing. I think is going to matter a lot in order for the for the U.S. to have any sort of chance, you know, because he's a pressing machine. He has to be all over trying to get the ball away from Declan Rice and from Jude Bellingham and from John Stones and whoever else plays at center, whether it's Dyer or, you know, whoever else. Like, he has to be influential in that regard. He can't just be sitting on the bench bringing him in in the 65th minute and hope he does that for 25 minutes. He has to do that from the get-go because I feel like he's got to set the tone in that way. Yes. Um. Subs. I thought some of them were the right choice and played bad, and then that some of them were just awful decisions. Yeah, you know what I mean. I agree. I I, go ahead. Sorry. Um, this could again. This could be. You can correct me if I'm just missing context from the game. But why? Why did Yedlin come on? Like, I, love the guy uh, the, and I have his I have his jersey. Yeah. I, I think he's awesome. He, but like what what was the point? Was Des He was tired? the natural Well, Des says on a yellow. Okay. He picked up a yellow, so that, I think that's part of the reason. Okay. And I think part of me thinks that because he's the only guy with World Cup experience, like bringing him on for even 20 minutes to kind of like calm things down. Mm-hmm. Um I think mad because that was right when Wales was starting to like make their push. Okay. Obviously, it didn't help. I think he was on the field when the penalty happened, so that didn't really work in that regard. Yeah, but I think that was that's probably the reasoning. Yeah, and I thought he was. I think it was. Eh, you know, like not not a big fan of like him being on the team. I understand why because there's not really a natural replacement. Yeah, um, for Serginho. Um, so I get yeah. that. But that's um, the thing I, is, like, I think when, if you're making a change with Serginho coming off, especially when we're up 1-0 and we're looking like we're losing our ground, I think I think you put in a center back there. Yeah. You put in somebody, who, or at least, like, somebody who's a little bit more defensively sound, you know? like Yeah, like Shaq Moore could have been an interesting sub yeah. there. Uh, Cameron Carter-Vickers could have been an interesting sub yeah. there. Yes, like and maybe I just, pull. I don't know who you would have pulled. You would have had to gone probably to like a three-five. Yeah, which honestly, like that's what Wales were rock. I don't know if that's yeah. what they were in the second half, but like, I mean, why not? You know? Yeah. Um. Let's see. Do you have anything else to say about Aronson specifically about uh, how we did? No, I mean, I I mean, wasn't influential like I thought he was going to be, uh, which yeah. is disappointing based on, you know, his form this year. Um, And we already talked about Yedlin. I thought uh, the Acosta sub was right, but he played terrible. I thought it was awful in the the time he was on the field. And he picked up a... To be fair, the yellow card that he picked up was on a great, like, tactical foul to stop, like, what would have been probably the last, like, you know, uh, counterattack of the game for Wales. That was a really smart play, but also... He gave up the ball there preceding it, like right before, and he was yeah. not good. Um, when did he come? When did he come on? And who did he come on? For? He came off for Musa, I believe. No, or did he come off for Weston? No, he came off for Musa because Aronson, uh, was Aronson came off. Yeah, 
Yeah, said he, he came on for Musa. Yeah. Because then Jordan Morris came on for Sargent. Or no, Jordan Morris came on for Wea. Yes, and Haji Wright came on for Sargent. Okay, cool. Yeah. Um, yeah, I honestly... Um, I forgot that Kellen Acosta was a person. Um, so I have like, no idea how he's been playing. Is he still at FC Dallas? <laughs> no. Okay. Brief history on Kellen Acosta. He's moved a lot since FC Dallas. Okay. He got traded from there to Colorado, I think. Yeah, that's where he went after. And then this past off season he signed with LAFC. So he just won MLS okay. Cup with LAFC and okay, Gareth. We'll, and, we'll shout out Kellen Acosta. And he started every week. Like he okay. actually played pretty well this year. And he's like the natural replacement. I thought he was the natural replacement for Adams, but mm-hmm. he wasn't today. So that was interesting. Yeah. Um I think you have to bring him on for fifteen, twenty minutes because yeah, he's no. the only other really other defensive mid you have on the team that's yeah. like even decently healthy, you know. Um, yeah. Haji Wright didn't do like anything in like the few minutes he was in the game. Um, was he like super late sub? Uh, no. I'm trying to remember what minute he came on. Oh, let me look at ESPN. Yeah, and see the if graphic it. that stinks. It doesn't show anything. I'm looking at Google and it's not giving me like the times yeah, of when the they worst. came in. Yeah. So, oh, yeah. but I, I I did not think he did much of anything to influence the game in the few. Uh, minutes that he was in um so there's that for you yeah and i thought the jordan morris sub was a atrocious decision (laughs) on all fronts albeit he had like one or two moments where he was like okay he like kept his dribble yeah but also why are you bringing jordan morris on the team with gio reyna with jesus ferreira okay Thank you, man. That's the other thing that I just didn't know if I was crazy and so out of touch with, like, U.S. men's soccer that, like, I was like, why is Jesus Ferreira not – I why was – that? well, first off, that's who I thought was going to start over Josh Sargent. Um, yeah. So the fact that he, won wasn't starting over Sargent, I was like, interesting. Yeah. Um, and then, two, whenever Sargent got subbed off and I saw the bright, shining name of Jordan Morris – in his replacement, I was pretty upset. I was yeah. pretty mad. Because um, he was, let me see. Like, given, yeah, he was he was subbed on the 88th, but there was like 10 minutes of stoppage time, right? Yeah, yeah, like literally like so it's nine like, minutes of stoppage time, yeah. And that's what, like, a guy like Jesus Ferreira, like, as hot and cold as he is, like, he's the guy who can come on and make, you know, an instant impact. Like our yeah, we are Kiefer. Yeah, uh, Haji Wright came on in the seventy fourth minute with Yedlin. They both okay. came on together, so he okay. was on the field for twenty minutes. Yeah, this decent amount. And you know, for how tall he is, didn't really impact the game yeah. that much. How many um, did we get? Any significant amount of set pieces while he was on or anything like that no not really i know he had like one like decent like chance but Mm -hmm. it was not like anything crazy so um Mm -hmm. he won a free kick like in extra time i I remember that but nothing really came out of it um yeah it was just not super influential yeah jordan morris 
again, I'm going to say it. He should not be on this team and over Pepe and P-Folk especially. I, I thought that having one of those two guys there would have helped because playing long balls like Reem likes to play like a lot mm-hmm. and not having a tall guy there. Yeah, um, I mean, Haji, like I just said, is tall, but was not doing much, you know. Yeah. So maybe having that extra option of P Folk or Pebby, who are big, strong, decently tall guys, that maybe would have helped. But obviously, that did not go the way we thought it would. So yes, doesn't matter. Clearly, we are not cut out to be uh, the U.S. Men's National Team coach. So yeah, yeah, definitely. there's that for you. So Greg doesn't care. Uh, we have to say he's going to take yeah. his Jordan Morris and leave his Pepe at home all day. Yeah, and uh, and take Christian Roldan on the side with him too. I'm sure he'll make an appearance during the England game at some point. Dude, honestly, knock, knock on wood. Next lineup, England lineup. Hear me out. We're gonna rock with the four three three. We're gonna rock. We're gonna rock DeAndre Yedlin starting. No Aaron shot, Long. bro. Aaron no Long shot. starting center back with Zimmerman. Dude, could you imagine? We're gonna throw Horvath in just because why not? <laughs> then you imagine. You know, we're gonna throw Luca De La Torre in there, even though he's fresh off the injury. Um I think we're gonna throw Christian Roldan into the mix too for fun. We're gonna we're gonna play Joe Scally. Yeah, Joe Scally's gonna get in there and it's just gonna be Jordan Morris at the top. That's we're playing it. like a nine back. Yeah, yeah. Honestly, like we we should just try to like beat Iran and lose like eight to zero to England. Like, I think that's kind of the Did way. Could you imagine? I I think that's where Greg's going with this. Yeah, clearly. clearly. He thinks it's like know. he thinks it's like NFL style, and if we do really bad, then we'll get like a, a high draft pick for the next World Cup. So he's throwing. Yeah. Throwing all the MLS guys in there, all the all the reserves, because why not, yeah. right? Dude, um, I don't know. I just I was really, really disappointed today. Um, yeah. As you should. As everybody should. Yeah. Especially with how well the game started, at least the first Because half. also, like, here's the thing. Like, <clears throat> when you're up 1-0 and you've kind of had your way with Wales the entire first half, like, if I'm Greg, I'm like, okay, we got to keep the gas on. We can't let off. Like these are like they've got Gareth freaking Bale. Like, like they're gonna obviously make make a push to you know tie it or even win. And so like, I'm gonna make a change at half. Like right, like right. I I think at half you make a change there no matter what. Especially because you, you get five subs. You've got the youngest squad in the World Cup. You've got guys who need to see the field because they're gonna be here next World Cup. Jordan Morris is not going to be here next World Cup. I'm sorry. Sorry, Jordan. He's not going to be here, so he shouldn't, like, I don't know. He shouldn't get priority for some of the guys, honestly. Um, even if I the guess. situation calls for maybe a Jordan Morris player, I, I still think he shouldn't be getting subbed in over some other guys on the team. Um, so I think, one, you need to make a change at half. Um, and then I think you need to make another change at the 60th minute mark, which, you know, he did make a change there so that that was that was nice to see but because you got to make a change there because you got to wait to see what wales does obviously Mm -hmm. i don't know when they brought Kiefer on but they make change they make changes at the half 
Um, you know, we talked a little bit about Rob Page and how he adjusted and you've got to adjust to his adjustments and you've got to see what you need to do to keep your guys fresh, to keep your guys fired up, to keep them pressing. And that just wasn't there. So I think you can, we, we, you know, we've said a lot about individual player performance and some, a lot that was to be left desirable there, but I think whatever is left desirable from the players, there's 10 times that that was left from, from Greg. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I want to ask you this. What are what are the keys to be successful against England? And when I mean successful, I'm not necessarily mean like we pull off the upset and win. I'm really yeah. meaning like can you get out a result? Can you save a draw and not have a huge amount of pressure, hopefully, depending on how Wales does versus uh, Iran, going into match day three? What What's going to be the keys to for the U.S. to survive? Um, so it's tough, right? Because like this match with Wales was so big because it's obviously us and Wales for that second spot. Um, so essentially what this does is it cuts it down to kind of a two game playoff between us and Wales. It's who can beat Iran worse or score more goals. Um, which is a must, and then it's who can have the more desirable result against England. Um, And I think that we're at a disadvantage now because we play England first. Um, So we have to sort of set the tone and set the bar, and whatever Wales watches us do against England, they know what they have to do to do better than that. Um, So I think, you know, obviously... A couple of days ago, I, I sent you my Group B final uh-huh. standings of USA yep. sitting at the top, which is not looking as likely now. There's still a chance. There's still a chance, and I will defend. I will defend the boys. Um, I still believe that they can win the group. <laughs> I'm just kidding, but um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, honestly, I think the best result that we're getting from this England game is a draw, and I think the keys to that is not not getting scored on first, which is going to be a tough ask, but we can't. We can't concede first. Um, If we concede first, I think we'll have a breakdown and concede another. Um, You know, there's a lot that could change in between now and Friday. Hopefully there's some formation changes, subbing priorities change. But, yeah, I mean, I really foresee it going, like, if they score in the first 10 minutes, it it could very well be a 6-2 to England versus Iran, same thing happening to us. Um, yeah, I think that's really we, – we just can't get scored on first. got to keep the pressure on. There are things that the U.S. cannot control that they better hope. They better hope and pray a lot, just yes. in general. And they better hope that Southgate just pulls yeah. off one of his weird bits – Mm-hmm. And does something weird with the lineup, you know, because he's a lot like Greg in that regard. So maybe based on the win today, they're like, okay, we're gonna we're gonna keep the same eleven that played, same style. Yeah. But he could pull a rabbit out of the hat, so they gotta hope for that. Sure. But the things that the US can control, like you said, trying not to score first. We've talked about it all episode, the recurring theme. Four through th- four, two, three, one has to be the formation. 
I think you keep the back line, Turner and the and the yeah. the back four. The back line was great. That was one of the best parts of the game. Yeah. I think Adams if McKinney's good, then I think you have to start him over Musa. Yeah. But if McKinney can't start, I guess start Musa, even though I don't love how he played today. Obviously, Aronson has to play Cam. Keep Pooley and Wea on the wings. I don't know who you have at striker. I I feel like Sargent is the most obvious pick there just because he's played against these guys. Mm-hmm. You know, like he has some prem experience after being with Norwich last year and their their terrible campaign that they had last year, hence why they're relegated. Um, but I think that helps to some regard. Also, I would kind of love to see Gio start as like the striker, as like a false false nine or false whatever that would be and kind of drop a little bit deeper. I don't, I don't think that's realistic because Greg is Greg. Yeah. Um, I don't. I honestly have no gauge as to who will be striker, like who will start striker on Friday. Like I have no idea. Yeah. Um, could be anybody. It could be Ferreira. It could be Haji Wright. You know. So. Yeah, I think. Um, I agree with everything that you said about. Yeah, McKinney needs to start if he's good to go. Um, I like Musa starting if he's not. Um, but. Yeah, I mean, in terms of striker, man, I think I think you roll with Josh Sargent simply because he's, I think he's one of the bigger guys that we've got. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, he's not towering or anything. He's no Harry Kane, but, like, I just looked up Jesus Ferreira is 5'9", 150 pounds. Josh Sargent's 6'1", 175, like, think you got to take that honestly to at least start the game Um, i agree but i definitely think that if he's not done anything in the first half or if he's similar similar to how this game went like he's got his chances but other than that he's not really making himself available or you know showing up or doing anything like that i think you sub him at half and i think you put jesus ferrera on um and you you roll with him because i i really like him yeah I think a big key, now that I'm thinking out loud, I think the midfield, whoever it is, I think they have to set the tone. Whether that is, if Aronson's there, if he's just, like I said, a pressing machine, if Adams is, like, just bringing on, like, hard tackles, like he, uh, you know, like, gets a good shot in on, a, I don't know, on Declan or Mason Mount or somebody, uh, whoever starts in midfield for England that day set the tone with like a hey we're like we're not backing down like that sort of thing i think that matters a lot a lot more than i think people realize yeah and they also can't get overwhelmed by the midfield especially Mm -hmm. with how you know rice played fine today but jude was fantastic like we talked about and adams cannot specifically adams cannot let jude overwhelm him i mean neither of the midfielders can or none of the midfielders can yeah they can't get overwhelmed because if they do, then I th- I think that's the game because England has ways to like, you know, beat you when they get in the final third, like whether it's Saka just like doing his thing, whether yeah, he, it's he was Sterling scared. speed, uh, Kane yeah. doing his thing too. Um, and even guys that they can bring on like Jack Grealish, 
for some reason does well on the national team, even though he can't get a freaking minute at Man City. Yeah. Um, he can make stuff happen. Rashford can make stuff happen. Yeah. Callum Wilson can make stuff happen. He's had an incredible year for Newcastle this year. There's a, they have a lot of game changers, and they could throw on James Madison at some point, um, and if they're struggling to like get chances going. Yeah, I'm I'm really curious to see if that were to happen. If England's like dire, like what they can do, because obviously they have way more quality coming off the bench than we do. So mm-hmm. um, I think yeah. that's going to matter a lot. The midfield, like I said, they can't get overwhelmed. They just can't. Um, yep. and hope and pray that, that Reem and Zimmerman can hold it down if they're starting, of course. Um, Come but, on, Aaron Long. Oh, gosh. Oh, boy. Um, you have any other thoughts on, on Friday and and what that could look like? Um, I think Matt Turner needs to summon Tim Howard because I think he's going to be saving mm. a lot of shots. Um, I feel like this is a, a Belgium 2014 oh, yeah. vibe. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I agree. Um, yeah, and and I think I think we're well equipped. We're we're better equipped to thrive in a game like that than we were against Belgium, um, because I think we have the guys to counterattack off of all those chances that England is going to get. Yeah. Um, so I think that you know that might if we hold true to that in the first half, I think that could slow the game down. Honestly, like. England maybe not wanting to, you know, just like bombard us with chances and chances for us to counterattack. Um, yeah. You know, so I, I think a slow game is going to favor us as well, though. Absolutely. Absolutely. I agree with that. Do you have any, before we wrap up, do you have any thoughts on the other games that have happened so far? Anything that has caught your eye? Um, I mean, we've talked a little bit about it, but England looked fantastic today. I really thought that was like my key to like the one way that I thought the U S was going to win the group is I thought they were going to tie Iran today, honestly. Um, Cause like you look at this Iran team, like they're not bad, honestly, England, you know, they're kind of the joke of the world cup right now, but like, they're not a bad team. It's basically the same squad as it was four years ago. It's the same coach. I believe could be wrong about that, but this is the same team that they almost, almost snuck out of their group last World Cup, and they had Spain and Portugal, and uh, I don't remember who was the fourth team, but they only conceded one to Spain, and they tied Portugal 1-1. Like, this was a sneaky team, and I was very surprised to see them get walloped like they did. So I think that speaks to how good England is this year, and I think that they're yeah. legit. Um, yeah, that's thoughts on that game. I think Senegal deserved to win that game, honestly. Yeah, unlucky, man. Yeah, very unlucky for them. I think if they had Sadio Mane, I think they win. Um, honestly, they had a lot of a lot of really good chances that just didn't go their way. Um, I think they should have... It, realistically, they lost 1-0, to zero, right? That last goal that Netherlands got was just sort of out of... You know, it only happened yeah. because Senegal was so desperate for chances. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it was a great goal, though. Gapos oh, header there was yeah. uh, the ball by Blinn was great too. Yes, um, that header was. Yeah, and his run too. Like his run was like time to the T, man. Like that was. He's a- so good. He's having such a great year for PSV. Really, um, and I really hope that 
a big club like picks him up because I think he has potential to really wreck shop. He's having a fantastic statistical year. I think, if I remember correctly, he has more goal contributions right now. Obviously, different league, but he has more goal contributions right now than Holland. Wow! So there's that for you. There's um, that. Gakpo. Yeah. Confirmed better than Erling Holland. You heard it here exactly. first. Heard it here first on this podcast. I thought Mendy was terrible. Um, Edward Mendy was terrible for Senegal. I will yeah. say. He has not been good for a while, and I I feel really bad. Um, Especially, I mean, he, you you even see it on that like, not taking anything away from Gapko on that header, but like, if you watch Mindy's run up to go challenge that ball, like, he's very late and he's very lethargic yeah. on the jump, and like, yes, it's almost like he was surprised that Gapko was there with the way that like they kind of collide. And Gafco just kind of like gets the head tilt in, but it's like, yeah. how are you? Like, I don't know. I just feel like he should have. He should have either he committed too early. I get. I don't know. what I'm trying to say he committed, and but then he didn't like go. You know. Yeah. It was like he made the decision to step up, but then he did it so slowly. It's almost like I, I think he would have had a better chance if he just stayed back and let him mm-hmm. add the ball and see which way to go. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, and the, the second goal was even worse. Yeah, even worse. like a howler, absolute howler for yeah. him. And that's just um, you know that starts with the defensive breakdown, so it's yeah. tough all around. But yeah, I mean, I really wanted to see Senegal win that game, but you know they looked good. So I think what what's their group look like? Where are they? At? Uh, they got a win against Ecuador. I think who do they play oh, next? Right. Um. Do they play Qatar next or do they play Ecuador? Because that matters a lot. Yeah. I've got my silly little World Cup app that's got all the ads on it. Um, silly little World Cup app. That's funny. They. Yeah, they play Qatar on Friday. Okay. Well, obviously Friday. they got to win. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah, that Netherlands-Ecuador game will also be interesting and telling for that group. Yeah, yeah, because Ecuador looked honestly really, really solid uh, Sunday, yesterday. Yeah, Valencia, my guy, Dude, my guy. I love looked, him so much. He looked very good, man. He looked really good. He's ancient oh, as heck, but I love him so much. Yeah, Go him. That was a great game. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that was a really interesting. The Senegal game today was really interesting. Um, I also thought, based on how Netherlands lined up, I was like, why is Memphis not starting? I know he's been kind of injured for a while. Yeah. Um, but also, why was Luke Dijon not starting? They're both better than Vincent Jansen. Good yeah. grief. <laughs> um, the highlights videos of watching that game, they roasted Jansen when he came off. They were like, they were like, and you knew he was always going to come off eventually. Like, He's yeah. so bad. I said it on the big preview podcast we did last week with Clayton. He's so bad. He did not play well in the Mexican league. In the Mexican league, how is he going to do well in a World Cup? I don't. I don't know. I don't oh, know. It's man. fine. It's fine. But they played really well. Their defense is so good. Yeah, <sighs> their defense good. is so good. Van Dyke, Ake, and oh, Delict. Yes. Dude, yeah, oh. that was the other thing that I wanted to say about Netherlands is Van Dyke, like. He did amazing that game. He almost got a goal, and he stopped the Senegal goal for sure. Yeah. I don't remember what – I think it was in the first half, but like – and I don't know who it was, but this guy like 
cut it. He was like at the corner of the box and he cut it up toward the middle. And he uh, maybe it was Sar. I'm not really sure. Maybe, but dude, he got he got all of it on that and it had the perfect curb and Van Dyke's massive head was just there. <laughs> oh man. I mean, obviously because I'm a Liverpool fan, like I love Virgil. But like yeah. I, I just love him in general. Even if he wasn't a Liverpool, like I genuinely really like him. So I'm so glad he's finally playing in a World Cup. So Yeah, dude. That's the thing about the World Cup is like it's so much easier to like players from clubs that I don't yeah. like or yeah. at least don't have yeah. a preference for. Like Yeah. It's so much easier. Yeah, absolutely. Any any final thoughts slash thoughts about tomorrow's slate um before we wrap up? Um Tomorrow's slate is Argentina, Saudi Arabia, Mexico, Poland, Denmark, Tunisia, France, Australia. I think you need to give you guys more credit. I think y'all can tie Poland. Um, uh, I feel like we have to win tomorrow, though, man. See, but that's how oh, I was we... feeling about this game today, and we tied them, and it's going to be okay. It's going to be okay, hopefully. Um, I think Argentina is absolutely going to destroy Saudi Arabia. Yeah, not even close. <laughs> it's going to be England, Iran, but maybe even worse. Um, I don't know much about Tunisia, but I know Denmark is actually kind of... I was low-key... I put a little arrow on that picture I sent you of all my predictions. Mm-hmm. I have them... I think they could edge out France if France doesn't play up to their par, you know? Right, and also France is so injured right now that you, yes. like... They, I mean... They did it last World Cup, but they got to rely a lot on Mbappe, and now yeah. they need Giroud to actually score in a World Cup game this year, unlike last time, which it worked out fine, obviously, you know, defending champions, of course. Yeah. Um, but they need production from him and from Griezmann, and their yeah. midfield is, like, new, you know? Like, it's not, like, Pogba Conte, you know? It's Chuameni and Camavinga and Rabio, and yeah. they're young. Like, two of those three guys are super young, so... They're going to be really interesting. I definitely like understand that argument. Uh, Denmark is really, really solid, really, really underrated team. Like yeah, very people underrated. kind of sleep on Denmark because they play really, really well as a unit together, and all their guys are quality for the most yeah. part. So, yeah, um, and it's also just awesome that Eriksson is playing in the World Cup after the scare that he yeah. had last year. Thank the Lord. Yeah. That's um, awesome. is pretty solid though. I, that's probably besides Mexico, Poland. That's probably the most interesting game. Really? Tomorrow slate, I would say, yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. Tunisia's not, like, terrible. None of the African teams, I think, are are bad, except Ghana. I think Ghana's not great. Dude, Maybe Ghana Cameroon. Just, yeah. Ghana just always lives in my brain from 2014. Of yeah. Like, how are they so good? Ghana's just also a vibe, honestly. Yeah. Like, you watch them, and it's like, this team is literally a vibe. Like, they just, like, <laughs> like yeah. you don't know any of the guys, but they, like, they have fun when they play and like when they celebrate goals, it's like super hilarious. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. I, yeah, I think Tunisia is pretty okay. So yeah, I, Mexico Poland for sure is the best game tomorrow. The most interesting. Yeah. So Definitely. please God, Tata Martino, get your formation right tomorrow. Please, please God. Ugh, <laughs> Cause we're getting smoked by Argentina and then I don't want to deal with the stress of match day three having to, beat Saudi Arabia and also probably having to beat them with like seven, which yeah. we can't do. So Dude, yeah, you uh, never know. You never know. Yeah. The opposite of what the U S 
is inexperienced is what Mexico is very experienced. Like our, we have a old as heck roster. So yeah, uh, we'll, we'll see how that goes, man. I, I need Lozano to really go off this yeah. tournament. I think he's our only shot of, of getting us anywhere far. So hopefully so. He's been in good form for Napoli this year. So that's good. I that think they'll you. show up. I think it'll, it'll be a good game. It's, yeah. it's going to be a good, who's your, what's your one last thing? What's your biggest group to watch? Ooh, uh, we mentioned it the other day when we were texting about this. I think you um, said F, Croatia, Belgium, Canada, Morocco. Yeah, that group is so interesting, dude, yeah. because I forgot Morocco's like kind of good. Yeah, right? Like they have really good players. Also, I forgot Ecuador. Like I was impressed by how they played yesterday. So like Group A has become a lot more interesting for me yeah. um, on a personal cool. level. Yeah. Um, I think H is interesting too, man. Like, hot take. I don't think Portugal's winning that group. I think Absolutely. Uruguay's winning that group. Yeah, I've got Uruguay winning that group too. And, and honestly, I think Korea, if Hyunming Sun, yes, does if like Say if it. he does his thing, Say watch it. out, man. Watch Say out, it. watch out. They could, they could, they could do it. I'm not they saying they will, started. but they could. Dennis said they're making it out of the group. I said they could. I'm not saying that they will, but they could. <laughs> yeah. Dude. I also think G is interesting. Like, dude, there's so many. I, yeah. G's Brazil is like obviously like the the best of the best in G, but like those other three teams I are in a dog man. fight. They're close. Like Switzerland, you can't count them out. Like mm-hmm. especially on the year that Granite Jack is having for Arsenal, like he's going to be super influential. Serbia is really interesting team, and Cameroon is always pretty interesting. And they have a uh, Chuba Moting, who's as Clayton pointed out to me last week, has been playing really well. So I think that's a that's an interesting group. E is fine. Um, yeah, I don't think Japan and Costa Rica are going to do. Anything. I mean, obviously Spain and Germany are going to get out, but I'm curious to see who gets first because I do think yes. there's in a in a potential quarterfinal because I think if it works out, like Brazil would have to play one of these two in a quarterfinal. Mm-hmm. If it's Germany and if I'm Brazil, watch out. I think Germany could win that game. I don't think Spain could. I think Spain's a little bit younger, yeah. but Germany's midfield is so cracked. <laughs> like, yeah. like Kimmich could dominate that game by, mm-hmm. by himself. He's so good. Yeah. That could be like an early, like, out for brazil if they run into germany that early you know what i mean in the knockout round so yeah i i'm interested to see what costa rica does i think that they can be surprising um i think they could really mess things up for spain or germany whichever one they got novice in gold man you can't count him out he's always cracked in the world cup so so i think that you know they could really cause one of those top two teams to not win the group if that makes sense Um, yeah I would love to see, I would love to see them make it out of the group. I think, yeah, it's just more so just because I would love to see one of Spain or Germany not make it out of the group. Yeah, that would be insane, yeah. but you know, probably not happening. I think, I think Spain will be really good in four years. Like in twenty six, yes. I think Spain's going to be like yes. scary. Agreed, but they're a dude, little younger they're... right now. Sorry, what were you saying? No, no, I was just saying like I think. F is a group where I think we could see Belgium 
I've got Croatia winning, and I think that Belgium could be close to not making you it. You think so? I think, I think so. the opposite. I don't think Croatia's that good. Really? I, I They're old, man. They're they so old. ancient. But I know just, that's the experience and stuff, but yeah. I think if Canada just plays like with no fear, I think... I genuinely think Canada has a good shot to get out. And I know yeah, a lot of people don't think that, but I really do. Like they That's have exactly where I'm at. Their top guys are so good. Like yes. Jonathan David, Alfonso Davies, Kyle Laren. They're so good mm-hmm. that they could carry, you know. I mean, yeah. obviously Croatia has cracked players like Modric, who's freaking thirty eight years old and still running the show at Real Madrid, which is insanity to me. Dude, and yeah. obviously they were the team who was in the World Cup final four years ago against France. Yeah. yeah. But and also I, I don't think, think they're good. I think that that's just like they they're like a World Cup villain in my head of like somebody who I always don't want to be you know, beating the people that I'm rooting for. Cause like they always end up going against the people that I'm rooting for or something like that. Sure. Yeah. And, and so they're just like, they've got that shtick in my brain of like, they're just good. Like mechanically, like they function so well as a team. And I think that that's where Belgium breaks down is like, obviously they yeah, have okay. the best midfielder in the world right now in, in, in Kevin De Bruyne. But it's like, I don't know. I just, we've seen, we've seen Belgium, falter a lot recently and i think that that's going to be their downfall is if they can't function as a team and if they can't um you know just bunker down and do what they need to do on a team level i think that they are in danger of losing some points in some crucial places that's a great point i think about croatia in the sense of like let's be real they got to the final and they like literally had to play penalties all knockout games yeah. except the final. Yeah. So I think they're a little bit fluky in that regard. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Um, I definitely agree with you about Belgium in that regard, especially because Lukaku's out. Where yeah. are they getting their goals from? Huge. Is Batshuayi going to step up and, and do stuff for them? I don't know, man. Like KDB's going to have to score. Like, their midfielders and their wingers are going to have to do... Like, Hazard is going to have to be productive, and he hasn't been productive in a long time because of injuries, you know? He hasn't been the same player since he got to Madrid, so... Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And, and, you know, De Bruyne can score, but... I don't know. Just when they know that there's no Lukaku up there, it's like, who are they looking at? De Bruyne. Yeah. I don't know. I I just... It's going to be hard for. I feel like it's going to be hard for them to to score goals. So yeah. we'll see, though. Yeah, it's going to be an interesting group for sure. Yeah, lots of lots of interesting groups. I feel. Oh, like. yeah. I think this is a, a really well drawn out group stage. In yeah, it's yeah, really impressive. Yeah, I I believe that more after seeing how things have played out the last couple of days too. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's that for you, dude. We've been going. I. Did not think we were going to go this long, but here we are. Yeah, I'm here <laughs> for it. 15 in. I'm so, here for it. Yeah, I'm glad you're here for it. Um, thanks for being here, dude. This is super fun. I'm su- super glad you're able to come on and excited to have you on later this week um, at some point. Um, dude, I know you gave course. me some dates that I already forgot. So we'll figure it out as we go. Yeah, um, listeners, thanks for being here. Um, if you like what you heard, give us five star review, five star rating on 
Apple and Spotify and all that fun stuff. Um, if you want to follow Dawson on social media, I'll leave his handles in the in the show notes if that's something that interests you. Um, even though he's not the biggest social media person. Um, hey. And you can also find my stuff there, and you can also find my links to you know my music and my store and all that fun stuff. Uh, follow the podcast Instagram at Dennis and Friends Pod. Especially right now, I'm posting on my story before every game what I think is going to happen in the game, and then also after those games, I talk about you know how things went and my thoughts on that. So kind of like to give some content. Um, I'm posting that on my story every day, so be sure to follow the Instagram for that. Um, and email the pod, dennisfriendspod at gmail.com if you have any questions or anything like that. Dawson will be back later this week. There will be more episodes later this week. I don't know when. It's going to be very like sporadic and spontaneous, but expect, like I said, him and Clayton will be on at some point this week and, and Noah probably too and some other people that I have in mind. But we'll see. We'll see how it goes. So this is going to be a fun week. We're in the swing of things and we're glad you guys are with us. Um, but until next time... Be good and do good. Dawson, sign us out. Peace.